Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. It is a monologue today, and I'm going to do something a little bit different. I want to go over two topics, uh, which we get asked about a lot from clients when we do those kind of Instagram, ask us anything topics. These are kind of things that come up consistently. Uh, so I'm going to cover them in one monologue, and this, I guess, will take as long as it takes. Um, it probably won't be that long of an episode, um, but I want to cover two things. One, how to deal with price objections, and two, how to get feedback from the market, from customers, leads, people in your sales funnel, wherever they may be, where whoever you want to get feedback from, a tactic that we recommend to get the most honest feedback possible. So first thing is price objections, right? And what I mean by a price objection is simply, it gets to the point where someone asks for the price of your program. In fact, you know what, just before we get started, um, I'm not entirely sure when this episode will be being released. So I'm not entirely sure when you're listening to this. Um, However, I do just want to clarify a few things. We've had some uh, messages from people who've listened to the podcast, who are regular listeners to the podcast, who are not quite sure how the propane business application process works. So you may have heard us talk about two different things. You may have heard us talk about uh, emailing us and then also a link and you may be also not even clear what propane business is so i'm just going to go over that very very quickly and then i'll move on to the actual content so firstly for those of you who are new to the podcast for those of you who are maybe not really sure what we do uh, we have two basically two businesses at this point so we have a fitness business which is propane fitness which is what we started doing 10 years ago and we're still operating it we're still selling fitness stuff online it's evolved a lot and changed a lot over 10 years of us running it um, but basically that business and running that business has given us all the lessons and the insights to ultimately help people do the same thing. Um, and specifically, we help coaches who are not really looking to uh, spend all of their life on Instagram, right? The way we've built Propane Fitness, the way we live off Propane Fitness has got nothing to do with how many Instagram followers we have or how big our audience is. We still have, at the time we're recording this, we've got like 5,800 followers on Instagram, right? We're hardly an influencer <laughs> and we're hardly a big brand from that respect, right? But the, the revenue we generate comes from very tactical, um, a, a setup we have of a sales process, a sales sequence, basically what we spent all of these podcast episodes talking about, okay? Breaking all of this down. We have coaching delivery setup. We have advertising, marketing, lots of different channels at this point to bring people into our world and get the people who are keen on buying to actually buy without them us, them being reliant on us spending all of our waking hours on social media. Um, that's what we teach. And we've been doing that since about 2017, initially very informally, initially actually with fitness clients. We still have, I don't really know why, it's we get a ton of inquiries from personal trainers for fitness coaching. Um, I think it's because people here like Eric Helms on our podcast 
they try and get in touch with Eric Helms. Eric's full, got a waiting list. So like, oh, maybe Johnny and yourself will help me. <laughs> I think that's why it happens. But they then see that we're doing this full time and it's not just a side thing we've been doing for quite a while. And they ask for business advice. That started out. That became more and more formal as the years went on. And eventually we built this into a program. So what ProPin Business is, is two things really. One, it's access to a step-by-step, like day-by-day, week-by-week, module-by-module course to take you through building the framework, the setup of all of the stuff we talk about. Niche, market, marketing message, branding, logo, all that stuff. But more importantly, sales sequence, building this 14-day sales sequence that we've tested so many times with so many people at this point. Group-based coaching program, one-to-one coaching upsell, remarketing via email lists, all these sorts of all these sorts of things, right? The, the framework and the setup applies to pretty much everybody we work with, even people who aren't completely in the fitness space. Okay, so as long as someone is selling a service online that helps someone go from A to B, we can help them with the same thing, okay? So we help people in a ton of different industries at this point. We specialize in fitness, but it applies to other industries. So that's one side of it. The other side is the coaching and the support, which is very in-depth. You work with me, Yusuf, and Alex. Alex has been on the on the podcast quite a few times recently. We coach you through this process, and we help you with the stuff that we simply could not make into a program, Okay, this, because every business is different. Every coach is different. Every market's different. You want your situation, your setup, your business, your offer to look different to somebody else's, to be different to somebody else's. And so we help you do that. So that's what ProPin Business is. Okay, it is a it is a business mentorship that we at this point we mainly work with people who are a busy offline PT, gym owner, someone looking to move into the fitness industry, someone who's in the nine to five world looking to transition into something they really want to do, kind of follow the path that Yusuf and I have taken, and they're just not really sure where to go, or they've put some work into this and it's not really giving them the results they want back. They keep find it feel stuck or blocked in some area of the business and they lack the objectivity. So it is a program. It is, it is a course. There's a lot of material. There's a lot of stuff to go through. You get lifetime access to that. Um, and then there's also the coaching and the support, which we basically give you as much as you need to get the results you need. We have lots of different options. We have lots of different ways to work with us. We have lots of different price points. I'm not going to go into all of that now. It's one of the reasons we don't give the price away. Or we don't have a sales page is that one, none of it may apply to you, right? And we don't just lend anybody in at this point. Two, there is a bit of a back and forth, almost like a two-way interview process we take people through, where we ask you some questions to figure out where you're at now. But more importantly, what are you actually trying to do? Right? What is the result you're looking for? And is that something we can help you with? Because if it's not, the worst case scenario for everybody is for you to start working with us, for you to pay to be part of our program, and we can't help you and you get frustrated. Okay, so that's part of it. But the second part is to just give you a chance to ask us questions. So when I say email us and we'll bump you to the front of the queue, all that is, it's not, we're not taking you through a long, elongated, aggressive sales call. We are literally just having a conversation. Okay, we are literally just doing what I just said, asking you some questions and letting you ask us the questions. If it's a fit and you want to jump on board, we'll talk about how that is and we can get you how that works and we can get you set up even immediately if that's what you would like to do. Okay, but that's basically... Hopefully that answers. Those of you who've been sat there wondering, like, what is this thing that they keep mentioning? Okay, it's our it's our mentoring program, it's our business mentoring program designed primarily for fitness professionals who want to move their services and scale their services online using the situ- the systems, the processes, the model, the expertise, the failures, the frustrations that we have had of running propane fitness for 10 years now. All right, hopefully that's answered your question. So onto the two things, right? The two two tips for this episode are two things to, to, to think about. 
the first thing is when it comes to pricing. So we, uh, when I'm doing a lot of those, those calls that I've just mentioned, something that I hear a lot, especially if someone's spoken to a few different coaches, right, is I spoke to, I'm not going to say names, right? I spoke to blah, 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 another coach. And they told me that I need to charge high ticket. I need to charge high price. And if I don't charge high price, I'm I'm not worth it. And I shouldn't be doing it. And there's no other way to make anything work. We have a presentation where I went into the maths of this. I, I went into the, I broke down like a year of revenue for a mid ticket coach, someone charging what we recommend, which is 200, 300, 400 pounds for an initial program followed by a hundred pounds a month. Okay, so I look at, looked at that revenue. This is someone charging a thousand pounds for a 12 week program, which is kind of very, very typical uh, advice, right? So when something creeps over a thousand pounds, you generally have to get on a call with someone, typically speaking, because the people aren't used to spending that much on their fitness, especially when you can get a gym membership for like 10 pounds a month these days. Um, people aren't used to doing that. So they have a ton of questions. And they're usually very concerned about it. Um, so you have to get on calls. And I looked at all the different me mechanisms of how you're going to get those calls and how you're going to sell to people compared the two. And basically the coach selling hundred pounds a month made more profit over a 12 month period than the coach selling the high ticket stuff. And Alex came up with this phrase the other day, which is that high ticket coaching is like the fat loss pill, the overnight fat loss pill of the business coaching world, right? It seems great. It seems like it's all your problems solved. It seems like by the end of this month, I'm going to have all the money I need. I'm going to have all the clients I need. It's this really simple, over simple, oversimplified process, right? But long term, is that really what you need? In the same way that like a fat loss, I mean, fat loss feels a bad example, but a, a really aggressive diet, right? Might work for a month in, in the sense that you might lose some weight, but you can't rely on that for the rest of your life. And it expires very quickly. And high tickets are very, very similar. We get a lot of inquiries from people who say, I am sick to death of spending 10 hours a week on the phone with people to make no sales and to be told that I'm charging way, way too much, right? So I wanted to get this out of the way first because dealing with that kind of price objection is a different thing, okay? Because that kind of price objection is somebody is usually coming from a place of somebody literally just thinking that you are charging too much money, right? And that's not because they can't afford it necessarily, it's just because they are very aware of all of the different alternatives in the market that they could go buy instead, right? So let's say in January, I decide that I want to lose weight because fingers crossed, we're able to go back on holiday again. Fingers crossed the world opens back up again. And I want to go on holiday in June, May or something like that. And I want to set aside some time to lose weight and I don't know what to do, all right? I look at the, I like ask a couple of friends who are into this, like, what do you do? Like, oh, I go to these classes or oh, I go to CrossFit. Oh, I work with this PT. Uh, okay, right, I, I, I do stuff at home on my own, like all these different options, right? And then I'm scrolling through social media one day and I see your ad and it looks good. And so I click through, I enter my email, I find myself, I book this call and I have a chat with you and you tell me it's a thousand pounds. And I go ask my friend, like, what do you pay for CrossFit? And it's like, oh, it's a hundred pounds a month. Well, like, it depends where you are, like 150 pounds a month. Like, all right, okay. And then I ask someone what they pay for their PT and they're like, oh, 40 pounds an hour. Like, all right, okay. And I ask someone what they pay for their really high-end gym membership that comes with all these classes, like 150 pounds a month. All right. So for me to think that the thousand pounds is worth a lot, is, is worth, the, worth the money, right? That you've got to have a very, very solid marketing process. You've got to really make me see the value. And to be honest, one of the principles we go by is that the, the company or the coach, the brand that wins in any market, it's one of the reasons why Amazon does so well, is... Whoever provides the best service for the lowest price is going to win long-term, 
right? And I know that may sound odd, and I know that you maybe think, well, um, surely the incentive is to just charge the, the lowest, right? But that's all assuming that the business can still operate. So the reason why Amazon wins is they have the, the widest offering, the best shipping, and it's also the cheapest. It's free. The shipping's free, right? Especially if you have Prime. So they're able to do that because of their size, because the economics still allows them to run and operate. As a coach, as a, someone running your online fitness business, you have to still be able to make ends meet, right? You still have to be able to grow and, and earn enough money and, and whatever you want to spend the profit on. Okay, so there's that assumption. There's that fixed thing that you can't get around. But even with that covered, as long as you're making a profit, if you can charge the set, if you can provide the same quality of experience as somebody else, but charge less money you'll win long and over a long enough timeline you will win the, the business of your of your competitors okay so with that in mind right i just wanted to cover that initially because it's kind of a principle we operate with on price but even if and i'm not going to get into the benefits and, and costs of high ticket and, and get into that kind of argument again because it's something we cover in a lot of different parts of the podcast and a lot of bits, uh, different bits of content material but i do want to just deal with even even if someone is reasonably priced, right? Even if someone's doing everything right from a marketing and sales perspective, you still get price objections. You still get people saying, I can't afford that, all right? And so I wanna cover how we look at that. So where a lot of people go wrong with this is that they assume that objection handling or you know what you say, what you're told to say um, when someone says they can't afford it, right? They, they think that that is this kind of changing someone's mind, right? They think, oh, well, someone said no. So if I say a few magic sentences, someone will change their mind and start working with me, right? It's it's very, very unlikely that that'll happen. And even if it does happen, they aren't buying for the right reasons, right? They're buying because they feel coerced. They're buying because they feel like they're, they're being pressured and forced into buying it rather than, I really want this. And if you think, well, what's the relationship I'm starting off here? It's a coaching relationship. Is that really the best footing to start on? Probably not. Right, you want someone buying your coaching because they're like desperate to get started. You want someone messaging you saying, "I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for for getting me involved in this." Right, not someone who's basically just looking for any or any or every reason to just ask for their money back. Okay, so that's not what objection handling is, and that's not really how we think you should deal with it at all, anyway. And to keep things simple, if you get a hundred leads through your funnel, right. There's, let's say, when we use this metric, this KPI of 3 to 5% all the time. And that's normally true, to be honest. There's probably 3 to 5 people who will get to the end of that who will be like, yep, I'm in. This looks awesome, right? I'm sold on this, okay? And if the if the program's in budget, they'll go for it, right? If the program is, is legitimately something they could afford to pay, they'll go for it. They'll make a decision. You are going to get people who outside of that 3 to 5% who give you a price objection, who say, uh, so let's say you get 10 people saying, I can't afford it, right, on a, on a certain round of your sales process. What we need to do and, and the way we want to deal with this, and I suppose all we want to focus on is getting to the root of what people specifically mean. So what I mean by that is of those 10, let's say three of them can actually afford to pay, right? Because you're always going to get some price objections. Remember, the rule is you have to be able to, you have to price an amount that's reasonable for the customer, but still allows you to run your business. And we think a hundred pounds is probably the, the sweet spot for that. As soon as you go lower than that, you start ending up needing quite a few clients to, 
to make ends meet, right? You need you need hundreds of clients to really hit the bigger the bigger revenue numbers. So a hundred pounds a month is is affordable for most people who are serious about this. Generally speaking, right? Generally speaking, um, so you are, if, if people are saying they can't afford it, and ten people say they can't afford it, some of them literally cannot afford it, and you should be getting some people saying that, because if nobody is saying that, it means you probably are charging too little, right? Or rather you could charge more and still make the same revenue in your business, right? And found that sweet spot. In other words, you could work with fewer clients who are slightly more serious, who can pay slightly more. I'm not talking about big numbers. Um, And the whole business runs smoother and everyone gets a better service because there's fewer people for the same revenue, right? Up to a point that, that gives everybody a better experience. You as the coach and them as the client. So let's say seven of them say, I can't afford it, and they mean they can't afford it, but three of them say that, but they're just saying it as a stalling tactic. And the, re- the key thing here is when people say it's something like, I can't afford it, or I'll get back to you on payday, we just need to try and get to the bottom of what they actually mean, okay? Because the 3 to 5% of people who are really serious, who could afford it, who would have bought it under a certain set of circumstances, we need to figure out why they don't want to buy it. And if someone gets to the point where they're engaging with you still at this point and they hear the price and they say something like that, they could have afforded it, right? And they still say no. There was something missing in the marketing process, not in the pitch, not in the way you explain your offer. It's got nothing to do with the fact that your app doesn't have your logo on it. It's got nothing to do with the fact that um, you, your price doesn't have a seven at the end of it, right? It's because something in the way you built up to the process, the built up, built up things up before you told them the price was lacking something, right? They don't see the value in it. And I hear people talk about this a lot, you know, criticizing their clients because um, they say like, oh, um, I see, you know, people go out and spend a hundred pounds on, on alcohol, um, but they, they won't spend the same money on my coaching. It's like, well, yeah, of course they do. Because <laughs> they're just acting rationally, right? They see the value in spending money on the alcohol. They don't really see how you can help them. Or they, maybe they do, but they've got some doubts, right? So if I'm sat there thinking, maybe this isn't quite right for me, or I'm not really sure how this person's any different than all the other stuff I've tried, or I, I think this is just too vague, or it's not really meant for me, or it's not going to fit around my work, it's not going to fit around my family, I'm going to have to dr- give up drinking, whatever, right? If not all those things have been covered in the sales process, then I maybe just don't see why it's worth the money. I've got the money, I just don't think it's worth it. And if that's how I think, I'm probably not going to tell you that, right? I'm not going to say, well, you know what, it's worth the money and I've, I've got the 100 quid, that's like, not a problem. I just don't trust you. No, one, no one's ever been told that, at least not, not that I've ever spoken to, right? People just say, ah, oh, now's not the right time, okay? So what we need to do when people give us feedback that is price-related or offer-related, we just need to try and get to the bottom of what they mean. And so whenever anybody gives us a price objection, we aren't even trying to convince that person to change their mind because probably even if we do get them to change their mind, they wouldn't be buying for the right reasons, Okay. But what we are looking to do is get feedback and information from them so we can improve the marketing funnel. So for us, it's the 14-day sequence, right? And so we just ask some simple questions like, um, what, would have, what would it have taken for you to jump on board, right? But this, and this kind of feeds into what I wanted to say um, in this podcast and the two things I wanted to cover, right? Dealing with price objections and getting honest feedback. The tip is essentially the same thing. To get honest feedback, especially on price, you basically have to move somebody out of the what they think is the the period of time they're getting sold to. All right, and we got taught this by a very good friend of ours called Paul. 
uh, who works in sales and has helped us with our sales processes a lot, right? And uh, it's it's basically when somebody thinks they're being sold to, they will say whatever they can to get out of the sales sequence, right? And as soon as they think they're not being sold to anymore, suddenly they're willing to be honest. So the way we deal with these situations is, right, you're having a conversation with someone, you, probably over messenger or over email or something like that, and they give us a reason why, right? So let's say we got this, this list of 10 people. Of a, we've got 100 leads in our funnel in our 14-day challenge. 10 of them saw the price and engaged with it. So 10 of them were like, yeah, not for me, not for me, not for me. We've got 10 of those in 10 different variations of that. Speak to my partner, not the right time, going traveling, uh, don't have the money, need to get back to payday, all these different things, right? And all we do is we we say, all right, yeah, look, no problem. Um, thank you very much for your feedback. Um, and I'm sorry that it's not the right time for you, right? So we disengage from the sale. We disengage from trying to convince them. We, they don't think that what we are trying to do now is sell to them because we're not. We're not trying to change their mind because if someone isn't convinced by this point, it's too late to do anything about it usually, right? So once we've done that, we then say, like, just out of interest, what what was it that that I didn't cover? Like what what would it have taken for you to kind of go ahead with it today? And that's when people really open up and tell you the truth, okay? And here's kind of one final opportunity for you to take advantage of this. So usually what we find then is that people will be brutally honest with you, right? And they might say something like, to be honest, um, it looks really, really good. I just have the following like one, two, three, four, five, six life events. And I just can't commit to anything right now financially. Okay, so in other words, what that person's saying to you is, you basically sold to me. I just cannot afford it. And there is nothing you can do aside from going down the very slimy route of kind of forcing that person to put it on a credit card or something like that. There's nothing you can do to convince that person otherwise. Great feedback, to be honest, right? That's, it's really good to know that. You might get some people who say things like, and this is really where the most valuable feedback you can ever get in your business comes some people might say, well, like, I'm really keen. I just feel like it's designed for people who are more advanced than me, right? Or people who are not as advanced as I am. Or I just feel like I wouldn't make it work around my work schedule, right? I'm, I'm traveling a lot and um, I, don't, I don't have access to a gym. But the reason why these things happen is because we as the coaches, we're designing the sales process. We make all kinds of assumptions that we aren't even aware that we're making, Right, So someone gets to the point where they, they see, they've gone through all of your sales sequence. Great, they love it. They see your offer, looks interesting. And you maybe even phrased something in a way that you weren't even aware of the fact that you were doing it, right? And that made that person think, oh, that's not going to fit for me. That's not going to work for me. And not everybody does what we want them to do and kind of sits and puts a hand up and asks a question, right? A lot of people just kind of sit quietly and then disengage at that point because they think it doesn't apply to them anymore. And if we don't ever give someone the opportunity to talk about that then often we lose that information so what you can do at that point if if someone says something like that like oh you know what like i i, I don't have a i don't have access to a squat rack or i can't squat because i've got knee problems and you're like whoa like you do realize we adjust the program for you right like, oh really in that case i'm in right so you can do that you can basically get someone to the point where they move them out of a sales process, say that, right, no problem. Thank you for the feedback. Um, it's a shame that it wasn't a, a, a fit for you today. Just while I'm speaking to you, do you mind me asking? I'm looking to improve the program. I'm looking to improve how I offer this to people. 
what what else would you have needed like what did i did i not cover like what would it what would it what what could i have done or said that would have made you go ahead with it today and that gives people the opportunity to basically tell you what they're actually thinking and a lot of people will you'd be amazed at how how effectively that it works at getting the truth out of people right and what you want to figure out is if everybody is telling you the price is too high that probably tells you something about your price if you're if you're targeting and your marketing is is good and everyone's sold but they literally cannot afford it then your your price probably is too high right so we had this happen with a client recently where he works with MMA athletes basically um and they have it, all almost all of his clients have two gym memberships so they have like a a sports specific gym membership and a general gym they access they have all the kit to buy they have all these kind of extra monthly recurring costs that the sort of average gen pop gym go wouldn't have so he found he had this situation where he went through exactly this process at the end of one of his challenges and literally everybody was saying uh look mate like i am sold i am in i just i have this much to spend on my fitness each month and with all the other stuff going going into it i just cannot afford the price and when he dropped he decided from all of this feedback to drop his price by a pretty small percentage and suddenly had a chunk of them sign up right that that's not to say that he's just given everybody a discount and done away with the with the the model that he initially set out to to use it's saying that he opened up this forum for people to be honest with him they were they were fully able to explain the situation like look i've got a mortgage i've got a family i've got all these other things I'm already spending a ton of money on my fitness every month to just keep going with the sport I want to pursue. I really want to work with you. I just can't afford that number. And everybody was so consistently saying that that when he dropped the price slightly, suddenly it worked for everybody. And what that's telling him is he was doing everything right. It was just the price was slight tuned slightly too high for the market. Right? And as long as he he made a few adapt adapt he made a few adjustments and adaptations to his coaching process to make it all work. But if those if those people come into his program and they stay for a year or two years, all because he dropped a certain percentage off his initial payment, think of the, the how profitable that decision is. Look at that in contrast to someone who gets a load of nose and thinks, "Oh, I need a new sales funnel." Gets a load of nose and thinks, "Oh, I need a new niche." Right. In the same way, you may find that those people may have been happy to pay that no problem. That, but they're telling you it's the price, but it's really it's not the price. And we, that's the most frustrating kind of objection is that someone will say it's it's, oh, it's I just can't afford it at the moment, mate, because it's too it's easy, right? People generally don't get a a kickback from that. Okay, but actually the reason is they don't think that it'll fit for them. They don't think it'll work for them. They think everybody else in the in the challenge look too advanced. They think everyone else in the challenge look too basic compared to them. Okay, so how do you get feedback? And this is really the most important feedback of people who are either buying or about to buy, right? People who've seen all you have to offer in the marketing and sales side of things. People who've seen everything you have on the offer side. They know what your price is. And they're thinking either yes or no. Those are the people that you want to get the feedback from. Equally, everybody who buys from you, one of the first things we ask everyone is, what was it that prompted you to buy today? Specifically, like what what, what was the thing? What was the piece of information? Everything down to like what was it in the in the challenge? What was it in the videos? What did what did one of us say that made made you think these are the guys? Because that's the information that you can then emphasize more of in your marketing. That's stuff you can put more into your emails, more into talking about in your podcasts, whatever it is that you're doing, right? And the stuff that is putting people off or confusing people, you can remove. 
So you have these two sequences, right? If someone buys, they, they should all be filling in an onboarding form. They should all be being asked, how long have you followed us? Or how long have you followed me? Where did you initially hear about me? And what was it that prompted you to sign up today? And that information gives you the initial source of where they heard about you. So what, what am I doing that's working in that respect? And then what was the trigger source? What was it that specifically encouraged somebody to sign up today? If you have those two bits of information, you can really do more of what works and less of what doesn't, generally speaking. In the same way, people who say no, figure out why they are saying no. If they're saying no because the price is slightly too high and they've all got a really good reason why, like the client, Tom, that I just mentioned, you can make a tiny adjustment and it may be the most profitable thing you ever do in your business. Equally, if a lot of people are saying, oh, it's the price, it's the price, oh, not, not now, not now, and that's not true, and you don't have the real reason then you will always go through your business making inefficient decisions. You'll go through your marketing, changing things for the wrong reasons. Okay, so the way you do that in the selling process in terms of objection handling, remove someone from the selling process. Make them feel like you're not selling to them anymore. Say no problem, right? Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for taking part. Sorry, it's not a fit for you right now. While I've still got you, while I'm chatting to you, if you don't mind just one quick question, what would it have taken for you to go ahead with it today? Right, and whatever they say there, you can then, if you feel like it's appropriate, if they ask something that's glaringly obvious, like, I don't have access to a gym. Oh, well, I have a home program. You do know that, right? Maybe that's the thing that turns a sale around. If, if not, most of the time that won't happen. Most of the time it'll be, you'll just come away with four or five bits of information of like, right, the next time I use this, the next time I launch my marketing, I need to make sure I talk about these four things. I need to, I'm confusing people by saying this, I'm not including these four bits of information. Suddenly, because you've gone through this process, your sales funnel converts one to 2% higher and will always continue to improve. All right, bit of a rambly episode. Hopefully that has helped at least one person, right? If you would like to learn more about what we do, you can go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast. If you'd like to apply for the program I spoke about at the start of this episode, the quickest way to get on one of those calls with us and have that back and forth chat is to send us an email to admin at propanefitness.com and put the subject line propane business podcast and you'll just go straight to the front of the queue if we've got time that day we will speak to you on the same day all right that's everything from this episode speak to you next time want to learn more about the systems we use to run build and scale propanefitness.com head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build propane fitness we walk through the sales systems the delivery systems follow-up remarketing how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24 7 we really do cover the full thing right and if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to so go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that if you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.